0: you're listening to the International Family Church Podcast, our ministry philosophy can be summed up in one statement. It's not about building a great church, it's about building a great people. We do this through our regular weekend services, life groups that meet throughout the week, and by helping people connect to their God-given purpose. Each year, our lead pastor, Pastor Jonathan Del Turco shares vision that helps us focus as a church. On Vision Sunday, he shared a message called Courage to Connect. We have several ways you can connect with the church and each other. Coming up on February 15th and 16th is the XO Marriage Conference. The XO Marriage Conference is a fun way to gain a new perspective on how to better function in a marriage. Whether you're engaged, married for decades, or have aspirations of marriage, this conference is for you. There's limited space, so sign up today at intlfamilychurch.com. This year we're dedicated to having the courage to say yes to connection, and taking steps towards personal and spiritual growth. That's why we're so excited for our New England Women's Convention to return this May from Thursday, May 9th through Friday the 10th. This event's a perfect opportunity for women of every background and age group to gather together to worship Jesus, celebrate one another, and strengthen their walk with God. Save the date for this year's New England Women's Convention and visit intlfamilychurch.com. Now here's today's message
1: thank you for this wonderful opportunity we have to study your word today. I believe that this word is going to help us. It's going to encourage us. It's going to strengthen us. I believe it will give us the fuel we need, Father God, to give us perspective, uh, Lord, in our lives. And maybe a crazy season happening right now, but we thank you for a clear word that gives us focus and inspires us to serve you in a greater way. So thank you for the word of God that's about to come forth, I pray. It comes comes forth with clarity, with accuracy, and simplicity, so we can immediately apply it to our lives. We believe, Father God, that the way we walked in today is going to be very different than the way we walk out today. We believe it's going to be for our good and our good only. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, As you heard already I'll remind you, last week was Vision Sunday, had the opportunity of sharing the mandate and vision and purpose for this year, for us as a church, our focus and our target. And you heard that our mandate this year is the courage to connect the courage to connect. Now I believe this is not going to necessarily be an easy mandate because so many of us feel so disconnected. So many of us, while we're so connected online, we feel so disconnected in life, so disconnected in friendships and relationships and disconnected with God and wondering how all this is going to make sense. And, and so to come together as a church and really purpose in our heart to have the courage to connect because it will take exactly that. The courage to connect with others, the courage to to reconnect with those things that really matter to us. And when that, that mandate really became real in my heart, as some of you know, I wrote this down at my desk and here is really our mandate. Our main mandate is to create an environment that challenges all of us to move beyond ourselves, To let down our walls, remove our masks, and to step out from behind the comfort of our digital screens and have the courage to cultivate true friendships and a deeper level of freedom. That's amazing. And I believe that's very possible. I believe that's what church should be all about. Church shouldn't be about rules and regulations and and how you can't do this and you can't do that. And oftentimes you go to church and we find out more what we're against than what we're for church should be life-giving. Church should be something that it it encourages us and helps us to go beyond our present limitations and our present frustrations and so forth. And so I believe this series that we start today, a four-part series entitled just that, The Courage to Connect, I believe will will, will help us and and help us make that, that tough step to have the courage to connect with others. So this year's mandate is the courage to say yes where do you need to say yes? What part of your relationship with God or maybe a lack of relationship with God where you just need to say yes? It takes courage to say yes to obey God. Courage to take that next step in God. Courage when there's fear or anxiety or frustration or, or hopelessness it takes courage to say yes. And we believe this is a year where all year long we're going to learn how to say yes to whatever it is that limits us. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah. Amen. I believe it's a great idea. Amen. Um, so let's start this series today. And I want to begin by, I think, or well, I know, I don't think about it, I, I know, the most important connection you can have, and that's our connection with God. Amen. That's where it all starts, right? Yep. If we don't have a healthy, strong relationship, connection with God, then we're not going to be able to have a strong, healthy connection with any other area of our lives. Yeah it has to start with God. It has to start with God. And, and those of us that have a relationship and we've said yes to Jesus and we are followers of Christ, it starts with God. Those who haven't started their journey yet, and, the, and, and many of you are here, you haven't started your journey with God yet, it, this is where it all begins. This is where it all begins. And let me ask you a simple question today. How connected to God are you? How connected to God are you? See, most of us sense that there should be more to our relationship with God than we are presently experiencing. We all have this innate sense to say, I appreciate what I know, I appreciate whatever level I'm on, but no matter where we're at there seems to be more. Maybe you're just starting, maybe you've been at this like I have a very long time, but we all have this knowing on the inside of us that there's more for us to experience. On many occasions, many of us in our walk with God, we start off very passionate. Like we start off most things that are brand new or new beginnings in our life, a new job, a a new relationship, a a child that is born in our house, a promotion, whatever it is, our relationship with God. We start off passionate. We start off on fire. We start off like super psyched and ready to experience a, a new beginning in our lives. But oftentimes, as it is with our relationship with God, we start out very passionate But it doesn't take too long for this passion to subside, and and for the vast majority of us, we start to lose this original passion and zeal in our relationship with God. Um, And with time, enthusiasm seems to subside. It seems to be the human thing that happens in many areas of our lives. Um, There are occasions, though, in our relationship with God that we have these bursts of excitement, no doubt. We have these highs and we have these lows, but unfortunately for the great majority of us, we have a lot of middle mundane, that we have a lot of mundane days with our walk with God. It's a lot of, a lot of average, a lot of okay. Um, you know, it's better than where I was before not knowing God, but it seems like there's just something missing. It seems like there could be more it seems like there, there, there there's, this more, there's a longing in our heart that there's got to be more, and God is drawing us and asking us in this new year to connect with Him and to do what needs to be done. So why is that? Doesn't it strike you that, as it does me, that there's something terribly wrong with that? Especially when Jesus tells us, and one of our favorite verses here in John 10, 10, it says the thief comes only in order to kill, to steal, kill, and destroy. Here's what Jesus said, I came. I came so you wouldn't have a mundane life. I came so it wouldn't be boring. I came so it wouldn't be dull and, and numb. I came so it wouldn't be, yeah, whatever. He said, I came that they may have, that's you and me, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Now if that doesn't describe your walk with God, it can. If that doesn't describe your walk with God to the full till it overflows, it can. I'm not saying in all my seasons of my walk with God that it was always that way, but I always was aware and always understood how to get back to understanding the fullness of what God has, and I want to help you in that area today no matter where you find yourself in. It it concerns me, and it's unsettling to me that, that somehow a daily relationship with God, now we're talking about the God of the universe, should end up dull and mundane. Does that... Cause you to be unsettled, like I shouldn't be the God of the universe, A relationship with a God that loves me, a God that has a big plan for me, a God that cares about me, a God that knows me and knows me uh, before I was even born in my mother's womb. that God. Doesn't it unsettling to you that we would have a mundane relationship with that God? Yeah. Oh, it does me. And we need to understand today, Romans twelve eleven says this, and what a great verse of scripture it says, never be lagging in zeal, Amen. but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Another translation says it this way, it says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Amen. That kind of relationship is not going to come easy. There's a lot of distractions. A lot of things that would divide our attention. A lot of things that would drain us from having this relationship and drama and and our busyness and the masks that we wear. They all do what? They drain us from our focus. The number one focus that we should all have is this relationship with God, our Creator. So don't be lazy. This is going to take some work to do this. It's going to take some work on our part to desire this and to experience this. And the Bible's clear that our passion and spiritual fervor should be constant. So why are there so many of us who have, are followers of Christ experiencing a relationship that's so far below what God intended for each one of us to experience? We have this innate sense that serving God and worshiping Him and a relationship with Him should be infinitely more powerful than we're experiencing in our lives today. How is it that it could be so mediocre? Well, I believe the good news is that 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 while Our fire might be dim. You might be going through a season where it's not as sharp and as fresh as you would like it to be. And and maybe you're in a place where, man, your fire is almost out and you're here really in desperation to reconnect with God. No matter what it is today, the good news is we can get those spiritual paddles out today. Clear! Right? Some of you need those spiritual paddles to come out and, and, and infuse new life in you. And all we need is a fresh connection. Sometimes we we just overthink it, and sometimes we just make it so overwhelming. And really, all we need today and all God wants for all of us today is simply to have a fresh connection. So whether you're in this thing and it's good or not so good, thank God that, man, God wants to do a new, fresh work in your heart for you to come alive today. See, when I said yes to Jesus and I became a follower of Christ, Man, it was the most amazing experience of my life. When I said yes and opened up my heart to him, I experienced a power, I experienced a presence that I didn't even know existed. I experienced something that that my soul came alive. My my life was aware of his love. I was aware of something that I wasn't aware of before. and, And the very presence of God came into my life. And I remember that feeling. I remember how my soul woke up and something deep inside that I didn't even know existed came alive in me. Can anybody else know what I'm talking about here today? Amen. I felt new emotions that I hadn't felt before. I felt alive. I felt joy. I felt the excitement of being forgiven, the excitement of being free. I, I didn't understand it all. I didn't know all that I just did, but I knew it was good. Yeah. Right? And I knew I wanted more of it. I couldn't give you all the answers. I couldn't give you all the scriptures. I couldn't defend the experience I had. But I, I, could, I could tell you that I once felt this way, and now I felt totally different. Yeah. There was something deep on the inside of me that took place and the feeling was so good and so real and so authentic and I never wanted to lose it. And that was quite a few years ago and I've been focused on keeping that state of newness and freedom in my soul ever since. Now some seasons weren't as good as others. Especially my teenage years, man, man—they were full of experimenting and coming to God and coming, leaving Him and coming back, and it was just so inconsistent. It was all over the map, and 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 it was not necessarily the best years of my life. And and you know, if you're a churchgoer, especially from my background, you, you ever heard the term rededicate? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we used to do that every Sunday, right? We would just rededicate ourselves to the Lord. Anybody to rededicate yourself to the Lord like a thousand times. <laughs> well, I did. I, I say this phrase, I rededicated myself to the Lord so many times, I wore out my rededicator. <laughs> but it was inconsistent. It was all over the map. Now, I was on my way to heaven, no doubt. I knew that. And my sins were forgiven, but it wasn't consistent. It wasn't regular. It wasn't constant. It wasn't something that that I could really build on because it was just so up and down and all around and the merry-go-round, the roller coaster, you name it, it was all an expression of where I was. You see, but when you guard that fire of devotion in your heart, it becomes now the most fundamental discipline of my life, stirring myself, keeping that fire ablaze, keeping it fresh. Now it's a daily discipline. See, I realized that, that, that this couldn't be a one-time event. This couldn't be just the one time where I finally opened up my heart and gave my life to Christ. There was more daily activity that need to happen for me to continue to maintain that fire burning brightly on the inside because, you know, I'm like you. We're no different. When we feel the burning fire on the inside or that commitment, that connection is fresh, it's easy to worship God. It's easy to read your Bible every day. Yeah. It's easy to pray. It's easy to hear direction and guidance, and it's easy to, to love others. It's easy to, to do and go through those spiritual disciplines, but you know how it is. Man, when you're at an all-time low and, and you're dry, man, even some of the basic disciplines of a, of a child of God are hard to do. Am I in the right room? Yeah. Some of you are getting way too quiet on me like, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. Remember, you're in church. You can't lie, right? <laughs> so, we recognize how true that is, and 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 there's something daily God wants us to have this connection with Him. And Colossians 2:6 tells us it says, "And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue. Say, continue,
0: continue,
1: continue to follow Him." See, there's something that we have to continue to do, something that we have to be aware of, something that is so important for us to, to be able to live this constant life of enjoying ourselves in God. Amen. It's not, if, if, you're, if we're not experiencing this, we need to ask ourselves why. Well, 2 Timothy 1.6 in the Amplified really gives us some instruction. It says, To stir up, rekindle the embers, fan the flame of. And keep burning the gift of God, the inner fire that is in you. Something I have to do. I have to stir the fire. I have to fan the flame. It's something I got to do on a regular basis. Something that I need to be responsible for. Something that I need to recognize and, and, and understand today. So how do we continually experience newness in a world where everything ages? How do we experience freshness where, where everything at some point becomes stale? How do we experience a deeper connection when so many of us feel more and more disconnected? Well, we must become intimately acquainted with a hard attitude that the church as a whole has gotten away from and one that's something we must learn to do daily, and that word is simply what? What's it called? Surrender. Surrendering. 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 What does it mean to surrender? Well, we know that that there's a negative connotation to that. Right? Uh, you're being held up, or somebody has a, a gun in your back, and you, they, you know, your hands go up, and you surrender to someone who has a bad motive, right? Somebody who wants to rob you or hurt you in some way. And so sometimes we have that connotation. This is a hard, this is not a good thing to do to surrender. It's a military term. Um, that, and, and we know that in the, in the military at war, when one um, nation surrenders or an army surrenders, um, they. The, the, they surrender and they're now being controlled or now being dominated. And that's not the picture that we have with God. No. See, I'm not surrendering to an enemy. No. I'm surrendering to a friend. Yes. I'm not surrendering to a God that wants to, you know, beat me upside my head. I'm, I'm surrendering to a God who loves me, who has a plan for my life. The Bible says who has an expected end for my future. Yes. It's a whole nother story when you surrender to someone who you know is in favor of you, someone who wants to be your father, somebody who wants to be uh, there and never leave you nor forsake you. Am I in the right room today? Yes. See, surrendering is not a one-time experience. Surrendering has to be something that we do on a daily basis. Surrendering your life is more than just trusting in Jesus as your Savior so you can have forgiveness and go to heaven. It's not simply adding God to something else to add to your life. Oftentimes we just add God like we added a new job. We add God like we added a new relationship. We add God like we added a new puppy in the family. We add God like we added a new child in the family or a new purchase in the family or a new home. It's just another addition to the family. God can't be just another addition. Come on, somebody. God can't be just another addition. We're talking about now God, our relationship with God. It's it's much greater than all these other things that we could add to our lives. And the truly surrender means to get out of the pilot seat and let him take control. It means giving your whole life to him and discovering the reality of joy and peace and freedom and the experience of truly knowing him. Amen. See... We oftentimes believe there is a one-time decision, and there is this one decision that says yes, and we open up our hearts and we say yes to Jesus and become a follower of Christ, and we're gonna give you that opportunity in just a few moments. But there's this, once that we make this decision to follow Christ, we must make a daily decision to surrender to Christ. A daily decision to tell him and to let it be known: you are the boss, you are in charge. I surrender to you. I know my will wants to do my own thing. I know, depending on how gifted and talented and independent you are, you want to you want to do your own thing, or how many times you've been burnt by other people, you want to be in control, you want to call the shots, and you want to you want to control where this thing goes and where it doesn't go. I get that, amen. But then there comes a point in time as a child of God that we must say, you know what, this is so much bigger than all of that because only as I'm healthy with God can I be healthy with everything and everyone else around me. (laughs) Only when I'm strong with God can I be strong in every area of my life. We work so hard to be strong, to be a strong woman, to be a strong man, to be a strong person. We work so hard to come across as not, you know, insecure and fearful and weak. And we work so hard to strengthen ourselves up and build ourselves up. And, um, and I get that. And, and all of us should work hard on ourselves. But without God, we're not going to be able to experience his highest and best. My experience, I'm sure, is very similar to yours. I gave my life to Christ at a youth camp. I remember the stage, I remember the song we were singing, and I, this was a long time ago. I remember the place where I bowed my knee and said yes to Jesus. I remember praying that simple sinner's prayer, I remember getting filled with the Holy Spirit, and I remember I was in the presence of God, it's, it was ours. And I was marked by that. And, and from that place, Something was put in me, a, 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 a decision that I made to follow him, man, it changed me from the inside out. And over the years, I went back and forth in my relationship with God. As I said, I was very inconsistent and, and frustrating, to say the least. And I finally came to a tipping point. I was about to start my senior year in high school, and I was at our denomination's convention, our, the yearly convention that this particular denomination had. I was in the service. This person was speaking. And he started talking about a young man that was in the room, several thousand people, who needed to say yes to the call of God in his life. And he's been running from God. And it was time to finally surrender to the will and plan of God. I knew he was talking to me. My heart's pounding out of my chest. I'm in the last row, not because I came late, but because I was living in rebellion. My parents made me go, so I said, well, I'm going to be there just enough. I'm going to sit in the last row. <laughs> Ever been there before? Yeah. I'm there, but I wasn't there. I didn't hear anything else except when he came to the end of his message. I knew as my heart pounded out of my chest, this was something I needed to do and I needed to do now. He made the invitation to come forward. That, that aisle seemed like a football field long. I walked up and I realized I was the only one. It was too late to turn around. I'm in the middle of the aisle. I'm thinking, uh-oh. It's just moi. I'm all by myself. I'm thinking, holy cow, this is pretty serious. Well, I'm, I'm halfway down now. I can't run out now. And I, the closer I got to the front, man, I fell on my face. And I said, Lord, I surrender. And I, I actually realized that the years that that I struggled with what I'm doing today, that I knew I was called to do, and I knew I was called uh, to, 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 to lead and to, and to be a leader for people, and I, I recognized that. And when I fell on my on knees, I, I heard the Holy Spirit's voice on the inside of me. I said, Jonathan, you have opened up your heart and you invited me in, but you have never really surrendered to me. I thought, wow. You know, that feeling like, oh man, that's so true. There was no way to deny it. There was no way to defend it. It was true, Jesus lived in me, yes. And yes, I experienced his presence and experienced his power, but I had never really surrendered to God. I knew at that moment, even though Jesus lived inside of me, it was true. I had completely surrendered my life to him. I had simply added him as a form of relief added him for a better life, added him for a ticket to heaven. But I, had, I had, hadn't truly given every area of my life to him. I was still in charge. I, I, I was still the, the owner. I was still the boss. I was still calling most of the shots. I was still in that place where I hadn't truly given it all over to him and let him lead me and guide me. And in my experience, there's a whole lot of us right there. There's a whole lot of us that I'm talking to your heart today. There's a whole lot of us that I'm reading your mail today, not because I'm super special, because I just know human nature. I just know where we are, and I know how strong this message is in my heart as we begin this year and have the courage to connect. And I recognize that, that many of us have trusted Christ for forgiveness, and, and we, we are on our way to heaven, we have eternal life, but we're still living it our own way, not really walking with God. Truly surrendering means saying, Lord, have your way in my life. You call the shots. And I knew if I didn't obey that voice that I would be missing something super important. I knew there was an opportunity before me that I had to say yes then. And so I absolutely said yes. I didn't realize it was the courage to say yes back then, but it really now looking back it took courage to finally say yes to something I fought against, something that I knew I was supposed to do but something that I didn't want to surrender to. And I said yes. And I knew at that moment that, that whatever, I knew that yes would guide the rest of my life. And here we are, this church, 37 years, 42 years in full-time ministry. I'm telling you, it all started back when I finally surrendered. Yeah. Finally surrendered when I'm walking in today. My family, my children, my grandchildren, the blessings of God. I can, I can trace it all back to that day that I finally surrendered. I knew that moment. I knew that time. I knew what was going on in my life at that time. I surrendered on the spot. No more adding God to my life Amen. No more going back and forth, one foot in the world and one foot God's way, one foot my way. I finally understood, amen, that Jonathan, if you, if you want all that I have of for me, if you want all that I have for you, I need all of you. Yes. That if I wanted all of him, he had to first have all of me. Yes. And that was a conscious decision, but it wasn't a one-time decision. It's an ongoing decision. It's a decision I make every day. It's a decision I make every day. You know what happened? The decision that I made that day, it wasn't just powerful. Now it was personal. Amen. Yeah. I owned it. Yep. I owned it. It now meant something to me. It was personal to me. Amen. See, when you give your life to Christ, it can be a very powerful moment, but not necessarily personal. Personal. Personal means now it's in you. It's ingrained in you. It's something that you understand and something that you're going to do. And the good thing that I can say to you today is God will meet you right where you are. You don't have to be me. I don't have to be you. You don't have to be some this or that. Just wherever you are. If you're clueless and you you don't know a thing about God, he'll meet you there. If If you're fairly new, he'll meet you there. If meant if you've blown it and you've drifted back a, and, and a, in a way that you're just so discouraged to think about, he'll meet you right there, yeah. right? He'll meet you sober. He'll meet you high. He'll meet you in the wrong bed, he'll, right? He'll, hello. Yeah. He'll meet you wherever you are, wherever you are, no matter what you're doing. Amen. God wants to meet you there. God's not saying clean up and then I'll come to me. No, he's saying I'll meet you wherever you are. I'll, I'll I'll meet you wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You some of you have heard my story about my cousin Mike. My cousin Mike was brilliant. Nineteen years old. He was going to studying to be an attorney, and everybody was so excited about Mike's future. And Mike went to a church that that told him, Mike, you got to clean up before you come to church. Wow. Mike still drank, and Mike still got high, and Mike still. Loved God. He was a good kid. You'd want this kid to be over for, for lunch. I mean, he was just one of those kids, that young men that just was brilliant and happy and joyful and, and, and Mike never felt welcome in church. One day Mike drank too much and got high too much and died of an overdose. 19 years old. I can't tell you how mad I was at God and church. It really wasn't God. It was those who represented God just ticked me off made me mad. And I I determined from that day forward that I would never put that burden on somebody. You clean up, get right, clean up, get your relationships right. Stop doing this and stop doing that before you come to Jesus. No, come to Jesus just as you are. Just as you are. Just as you are. You don't wait. You don't clean it up because you can't clean it up. It's just who you are right now. God knows that. He wants you just the way you are. And that's the good thing about God. He loves you. He doesn't want to leave you the way you are. He loves you so much, He wants to make better for you, but He'll accept you just the way you are. It's a level playing field at the foot of the cross. Everybody is welcome. Everybody can come, whosoever will. Amen. Come to Jesus today. Oh, yeah. I love James 4.10. Puts it in perspective. James 4.10 says this. James 4.10, help me out, guys. Okay, I'll just read it. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Humble yourself. There's a a level of humility in God. When you humble yourself before God and say, God, I can't do this myself. You know me better than I know myself. And here I am, all my wrinkles and all my pimples and all my my challenges and zits and warts and all. Here I am. And what what will He do? When you humble yourself, He'll lift you up. He'll do what needs to be do done. He'll help you in those areas. Let me, let's, let's bring this to a close today. See, this can be your best year ever. If, it, if you make up your mind to make it your best spiritual year ever. Yeah. The real you has this longing for God. Longing for something bigger than you. This can be your best year if you'll tap in to the, to the part of you where God wants to live, the part of you that God wants to inspire. Surrendering means seeking him first. It means learning how to take time to read his word and to, and to pray and connect with his plan and connect with your family and connect with others and using your gift and serving others. That's what it means to surrender, and we'll get to all of those as we go through this series, but let me close with this. See, in God, it's always surrender first. Victory second. It's not God, bail me out. God, fix this, the trouble I'm in. God, help me out here. No, it's God's, it's not, it's, it's, he says, learn to surrender first. Surrender. Open up your heart to me, and I'll give you the victory. I forgot to give you our big takeaway from the beginning of the service, and here it is. Our big takeaway is before God can win a victory for me, he longs to win a victory in me. Before God can win a victory for me, now he wants to do a victory for you. He wants to give you whatever it is that you need to be free. But he longs to win a victory in you. What does that mean? He wants to live and take that rightful place in the seat of your heart. He wants to come on the inside and help you be all that you can be. See, put it another way, in God it's always the white flag first, victory second, right? Just another way of seeing it. You get the picture of what the white flag means. See so people saying I don't have all the answers, I don't know what to do, I tried it my way, it's not working, white flag. Right, It's not working. I don't know how to do this. I tried. I followed this advice and that advice. I read that book. I, I've, I've been to Barnes and Noble a thousand times. Right. Trying to find the right book. Self help me here. Help me do something right. And it's, I get a little bit of relief but, and I get a little bit of success, but it only comes by white flag first. Victory second. Amen. Requires the white flag. We enter God's victory and God's way and God's plan and God's connection through the power of the white flag. What would happen if we surrendered every day? What would happen if we raised the white flag every day? What would happen if we bowed our knee before God every day? What would happen if we said every day, have your way, Lord, every day in everything? We would have the courage to connect no matter what kind of season we find ourselves in. My last verse really sums it all up today. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Isn't that awesome? Another translation, I love it, it says in the Message Bible, Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I am not going back on that. Every day I make that decision. Every day I realize how imperfect I am. Every day. The enemy and even my own mind reminds me of how imperfect I am. Ever been there? Oh, yeah. And the hardest thing sometimes is to forgive yourself because God's already forgiven you. But realize every day, every day, I'm not going back on that. God will honor you when you surrender to Him. God will take you just where you are and whatever small step you can do. And His rewards outweigh any step that you would take towards him today. Even if you've given your life to him and you know, man, i that's a good question, Pastor. I don't, I don't know if I've really surrendered like I should to God. Or maybe at one time you did and you need to make it fresh surrender to him today. Maybe you need to ask God, God, what are those areas? In this series of Courage to Connect, what are those areas that I just know I've not surrendered to you? They still dominate me in a in a very real way. They still get the best of me. They still produce in me something that's not very attractive and not very healthy for me. Amen. Surrender all those to him today. Do you have the courage to take a step? A courage, the courage to simply say yes to a surrendered life. If you'll surrender, he'll fix it. He'll, he, how he does it, I have no idea, he's a master orchestrator. How he heals hearts, how he mends marriages, how he heals families, how he makes, the, makes a message out of your mess, I, I don't know how he does it. But it's amazing that he does, and he'll do it for you. If you'll say, Lord, here's my mess. If you're not turned off by my mess, If you're not turned off by my lifestyle, and he's not because he's your father, you're his son, you're his daughter. Have you just say, here I am. I can't hide it all. You know me. Nothing I can hide. And he says, good. You're right where I want you. Have the courage to say yes. And watch what the God who loves you and the God who has an expected end for you knows exactly your future, knows your beginning and knows your end and everything in the middle. Watch what he'll do for you if you'll learn to say, have your way, Lord. It's not about me anymore. It's all about you. Wow. God wants to do, before he can do a victory for you, he needs to do a work in you. Let him do this work in you today so the rest of what he can do for you, he'll do Because of your surrendered life. Come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. Oh, thank you, Father. Won't you raise those hands towards heaven today? Won't you just sense the presence of God in this room today? Oh, He's here. Jesus is here. He's walking up and down these aisles. Oh, He's walking up and down these aisles. He's here for you today. As if you were the only one in the room. He's here for you. Multiply that by hundreds and hundreds and that's the kind of God we serve today. He's here for you today. He loves you today. He cares about what you care about today. What bothers you, he gets it. So Father, we raise our hands towards heaven today and we take that universal sign of surrender hands raised and we say, Lord, I surrender to you today. Let that be your prayer today. You might be the giant Christian today, but you can still say, you know what? I surrender today. You might be brand new and you can say, I surrender today. Everything in between. I surrender. Before Pastor Mo comes and closes the service, every head bowed, please. Perhaps you've never started your spiritual journey yet. Perhaps you've not taken the step, the step of saying yes to Jesus. Realizing that I need to be forgiven from my sin. I need a brand new start. I'm not right with God. I'm not sure if my life would be over if I would go to heaven or not. The greatest connection of all connections is to connect with Jesus. He died for you on that cross. He shed his blood for you on that cross. He died, but he didn't stay dead. He's alive and well, and he wants to be alive and well in you today, but you gotta be willing to say yes, to have the courage to make that first connection. Jesus, come into my heart. I need to serve you. You're not joining a church. You're not joining a religion. You're starting a relationship with a heavenly Father who loves you, who loves you so much He sent his one and only son to suffer and die for you. That's some love. He cares about you today. And that's where it all starts. say, Pastor, pray for me. I need this Jesus. I'm I'm ready to pray that prayer. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you if that's you to raise your hand to say, I need Jesus today. I'm not telling you to raise your hand or asking you to do that to embarrass you or to ask you to come forward because I'm not going to do any of that. I just want you to acknowledge intentionality. I just want you to say, that's me, and I'm ready to make that step. I'm ready to say, I want you, Jesus, to live inside of my heart. If that's you today, I wanna to pray for you. If you're online today, I wanna to pray for you too. If that's you, say, Pastor, pray for me, please. I need Jesus. May I Raise that hand towards heaven and say, that's me. Yeah, Thank you. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, thank you, thank you. Who else? Thank you. I see it back there. Raise it up high. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Awesome. Thank you. Wow. Thank you over here. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, I see it. You can put your hand down. Thank you, sir. I see it. Who else? This is this is wonderful. Oh, imagine that. Every one of these folks getting right with God. Thank you. I see it. God bless you. Saying yes to the best connection there is. Saying yes to Jesus. Anybody else? Raise it up high. Yeah, I see it. Thank you. Thank you, ushers. Yes, thank you. Over there on the side. Okay, back here, I see it. Yes, sir, I see it. Wonderful. Wow. Thank you, Father. Who else? Wonderful. Anybody else today? Let's pray this prayer together. If you didn't raise your hand, but you knew you probably should have, and I I need Jesus today, just pray this prayer out of sincerity of your heart. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. here's my heart. I need you, Jesus. Forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past, and I want to live for you all the days of my life. I say yes to you. Come into my heart. I declare you as my Lord. I believe that I am forgiven today. I believe that salvation belongs to me. I believe I will never be the same. I say yes to you and I surrender to you. and from this day forward I will serve you
0: you.
1: in Jesus name name. Amen. Amen come on let's thank God for that today how wonderful is that thank you Lord how that's awesome thank you Jesus yes yes you say pastor I am a child of God I've been serving him for however many years and I realize I need to surrender some things to god today it's time for me to surrender maybe for the first time really surrender maybe just certain areas of your life you say man there's no doubt that i i needed this message today and it's time for me to surrender some things that god are fresh and new if that's you raise your hand towards heaven Yeah, all across the audience, absolutely. There are many of us today, yes, saying yes to that surrender today. Now, Father, I bless these hands today. I thank you for each person that says yes to you, each person that surrenders to you. As we make this next step to connect with God, thank you, Father God, that you give them the strength, you give them the power, the ability. Lord God, as they surrender to you, you, Lord God, will come alive on the inside of them, enabling them to start this year. Lord God, so strong so ready to experience your highest and best so we thank you Father God that we start the surrendering process and every day from this day forward we're gonna take the time to say Lord I surrender today have your way in my life today every day we're gonna say it have your way in my life today amen amen God bless you have a great afternoon go pass
0: right Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and to help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us to do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.